Welcome, everybody. It's another fantastic edition of the Loftus Party Podcast. My name is Michael. Mm-hmm. And not only am I the host of this podcast, you guys, uh, I'm an author. I'm pretty stoked about it. So we're going to have a great show. We got uh, We got five times August here. He's got a new album out, number one in singer-songwriters, and the dude is just fantastic. So I wanted to talk to him a little bit about uh, entertainment, the support that he has and ha- hasn't, have, has not been getting uh, from from his, his fellows and what's up with that. And then uh, we've got a, a huge Patreon segment. So... We got to talk about uh, Elon Musk on on uh, letting Trump back on Twitter and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Department of there's a there's a going to be the uh, Patreon is going to be loaded up so hopefully you'll join me over there and then uh, I got to tell you guys a little bit about the book because I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty stoked about it pretty damn happy now. Just a little bit, some of you, hopefully most of you guys know this. Uh, I went to Los Angeles many, many moons ago and somehow fell into writing for television. So I've written uh, a lot of different shows, uh, written movies, yada, yada, yada. But the book was a thing that I didn't know if I would ever really uh, get that done. And I decided just to take it head on. And wrote a book, you guys, and it is available now. I've got the, you want to hear something? That is the sound of a paperback with the uh, pages being flipped. The title is Neither Stunning Nor Brave. It's a piece of fiction. It's fun. It's funny. There's a little bit of romance in there, too. Uh, I'm really quite happy with it. It's wild. You'd think I'd be like, oh, yeah, there it is, whatever. But you guys, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. So it's up at Amazon. You can search for Michael Loftus as an author, or you can search for Neither Stunning Nor Brave. It's available on Kindle and paperback. How about that? And then, uh, my people, uh, there's new merch in the in the shop. I'm loving the new logo. So, holy crap, a lot of things going on uh, right before Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes, the book would be a great stocking stuffer. Abso-frickin-lutely. All right, so without further ado, I just had to, I just had to pimp that. Uh, we've got a great show. I really think uh, you're going to dig uh, five times August. And I think I might repost some of his. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a couple of his songs at theloftestparty.com. That the, the website's, of course. Uh, we're gonna talk about what's on the website. Nancy Pelosi, you guys. Nancy Nancy Pelosi has a step down. She's no longer the majority leader, so she has a step down. <laughs> that one's that one's wonderful. Oh, uh, there's just all kinds of good stuff there. And 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 a thing that's really been driving me crazy is uh, they're they're looking into Trump. This is I'm going to get into more of this on the Patreon. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go pants off, uh, wild out, just freaking balls deep into this stuff. 
the DOJ looking into, into Trump again. Meanwhile, nobody seems to be uh, concerned about the millions of people dead from COVID. Isn't, the, isn't that a little interesting? Okay, so uh, Patreon's going to be huge. Come on over there. Enjoy the, the rest of the website. Thanks for supporting. And if you do, not, not if, when, when you do get the book, uh, thank you so much. And as always, we're, it's, a, it's a constant uphill battle against the algorithm. And so when you get the book, leave a review, leave a comment, throw a brother some stars if you can. But that's what makes it pop up higher on the feed. And, and, your, and your support means everything. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more with, uh, with Brad from Five Times August. This is what can make a huge difference. A, a rallying around people like Five Times August. Getting his, getting his album higher up on the charts. Whatever. We're going to get into it all. There's a, there's a method to the madness. So thank you for being here. The guitar is, is way, it's so cold. It's so cold. Uh, my poor guitar, my, my little acoustic can't handle it. But I do have enough of a tune to do this. It's a Loftus Party Podcast. It's a Loftus Party Podcast. <laughs> I had to do something, right? <laughs> Okay, here comes the rest of the show. Ooh, and uh, why are those pants still on? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Pretty stoked about this one. Pretty stoked. We have um, Five Times August. We have Brad of Five Times August on the show. Dude, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. And I want to say just right out of the gate, uh, congrats on on the album. It's it's fantastic. Number one in uh, singer songwriters, right? On a, on a couple yeah. of different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, number one on the Apple singer songwriters. Uh, number one on the Amazon singer songwriters and alternative charts. And we got up to the number five best-selling album on all of Amazon the other day, like right next to Taylor Swift and Bruce Springsteen. And so it's Dude, been pretty incredible. Yeah. That pretty, is. Pretty. That's fantastic. And because that's a, yeah, Taylor's on the hot seat, on the hot seat right now with, uh, yeah. with, with Ticketmaster. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's incredible to see because, I mean, my album was recorded at home with zero dollar budget. Yeah, I have I have no no PR team behind me, so it's it's incredible to see the album doing. You know that that's just people. You know, people supporting the message and um, people speaking up through voting through their dollars, and uh, it, it's really cool to see. It, it's just a testament to the strength and of of just people. I think it's pretty and- neat. And that's what it's uh, that's what it's all about, really. Uh, yeah. I've been talking about this for quite a while uh, on the podcast and and at my website that 
I, I, people can turn away. They're like, oh, I don't want to watch the Academy Awards. Oh, I'm not going to go see that Hollywood movie because it's woke. It's this. It's that. I don't like the messaging. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know. However, that that 40 bucks that you were going to spend at the movies, well, maybe you could support this artistic endeavor over here. And I just, mm-hmm. I hope that, I don't know, I, I really wanted to, you know, do what I can for the album and, and let people know because there's not a whole lot of uh, creators on, on the right <laughs> Right. That are out there, mm-hmm. like you know, wearing their heart on their on their sleeve. Uh, so I just really dig. I think I stumbled across your stuff on Twitter, dude, and I was just really blown away. Uh, just because you see so much lame stuff. So really, I want to mm-hmm. I want to go into reverse here just a little bit and and talk about like uh, the music, who inspired you. And uh, and when you made like the shift to being more uh, just, you know, vocal about your your political beliefs. So, first of all, like who influenced you as a as a youngster playing guitar? I'm assuming you started playing guitar as a youngster. When did you when did you start? Yeah, I started playing guitar when I was 11 and um, I found a guitar in the back of a closet at home and I had no idea where it came from. And it turned out it was a guitar that my grandma bought my grandpa in the 70s as a gift. Wow. And he, he played a little bit, but uh, this guitar ended up in the back of a closet, it had one string on it. And I was like, what is this? And so um, we took it to the guitar shop and got it strung up and started taking lessons. And, uh, you know, I was already sort of I already loved music, but I, I was I had a teacher in fifth grade who played oldies radio during class. And um, that really made me fall in love with a lot of music I probably wouldn't have heard otherwise, because at that point, you know, what was popular in the mainstream was like Nirvana and grunge music and stuff. But um, I started discovering all this great music from the 50s and 60s. And that's like, the music like that... Who? Give, me, give me an example. Who who did you hear and you were just like, what in the F is that? <laughs> well, like an obvious one is the Beatles. I mean, I, I also had my parents' record collection growing up. I discovered a lot of music that way. Um, but a lot of British invasion music, a lot of soul yeah. singers from the 50s and 60s. Um, you know, I really love like the sound of Sam Cooke and and artists like that, vocalists and songwriters that um, were yeah. really like they're they're they were like um, just their their own guy. You know, their Sam Cooke wrote his own songs and he had this beautiful voice, iconic voice and. Um, you know, there was other guys later on after that, like Billy Joel, as, as just like you look at the credits and it's like the songwriting credit is Billy Joel on every single song. So like it wasn't a, a, a list of songwriters. So I always admired, you know, uh, bands and artists that could write their own songs and then perform them and and um, just sort of be their own little uh, their their own self-contained thing. And um, but yeah, there was just a, so much music from the 50s and 60s. I can I can't even tell you because the thing about a lot of that music was a lot of it was like one hit wonders. Um, that, and then there were some more iconic. I mean, I love the Motown stuff, obviously. And yeah, I don't know. I could go on and on because I just love so much different music. But that music to me is going to be the timeless music 
that uh, I think history will always call back to. And so that's sort of at the 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 DNA of of my mission as a songwriter is like I don't write songs to sound like whatever's current. I write songs with the idea in mind that these are going to sit somewhere in history and I want them to sort of sound like they're just a good song that sounds like it always existed instead of yeah. like you you know you can listen to I don't I don't really want you you can listen to my music and say oh it sounds like that era of music but I I don't want you to listen to it and be like that was the 80s that was the 90s <laughs> you know <laughs> or that yeah. was 2010s that's the sound Dude, um, the 80s were just so so insane like like musically like I wasn't I I couldn't stand the hair metal. I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't take it. I just like just put on some clash. Uh, and then like Nirvana for me, I was like, well, thank God. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> so, somebody could just like be in their garage with their buddies plug. I mean, I, I, I just love the whole, uh, the grunge thing uh, started off very promising and then just watching everybody just jump on that bandwagon was like, does nobody get it? Does nobody get it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because you've seen a lot of those bands that represented Rebellion. Um, and they've ultimately just become a T-shirt at, at Target stores now, like the Nirvana yeah. T-shirt that all the kids wear and stuff. And it's like, I don't it's not really what it was about, but uh, right? that's, that's where like, we're at. <laughs> that's like. The one thing that could bring Kurt Cobain back from the dead is watching his band's <laughs> merch being sold at Target. Right. Like, and here's what is like, this? You, let's let's just get into this. Like when COVID hit, mm -hmm. I was just I don't know. I, I I'm I'm a little cynical, but I could not believe just like bands like Rage Against the Machine could talk about, hey, get your vax. You can't come in unless you unless you follow the machine. And the Foo Fighters, like so bummed out with Gre Dave Grohl and the Foo right. Fighters. It seemed like the only people, and you're in good company here, dude. Really good company. <laughs> you had uh, Van Morrison, Eric Clapton, and uh, some guy named Brad from Five Times August. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was bummed out too. That's a lot of, you know, part of what drove me early on. There were two things that were that really drove me to take this step and it was it was my kids and it was the world that we were creating for my kids and then it was also me sort of waiting for my heroes to speak up and them not showing up and it was you know, it it made me a cynic because I I kind of a lot of my perspective on what rock and roll was has changed. And, um, you know, to me, uh, I never considered myself a, a rock and roller. I was just a songwriter, clean cut songwriter. It wasn't about sex, drugs and rock and roll by any means. I just right. loved rock and roll and music, but not the lifestyle. But and so I never thought that that would be me. And then it turns out, you know, uh, being a, a single white straight male in the COVID era saying that the news is wrong or the, <laughs> the, the narrative, the mainstream narrative is wrong. That, that was the thing that made me rebellious and dangerous was, was all those things combined. Yeah. And, um, it's such a weird backwards time. Um, but 
you know, um, I'm just, uh, I'm not doing it. Actually, the funny thing is, like, the music that I've put out has been such a, a huge shift over the last year and a half compared to what I was doing prior. But I don't feel like I'm doing anything that hasn't already really been done. I'm just doing what I think you're supposed to do with music, which is, you know, hold a mirror back up to the times and uh, reflect through that, you know? Yeah. Um, call, call out the man when he's, you know, overreaching. Dig it. So, yeah. So what was the, uh, what was the, what was the first, like, um, was it, was it a COVID song? What would you say would like, was your first like political song? Mm. Well, I started the, the pandemic era, um, musically i was doing these these uh little parody songs out of my kitchen um that, that, <laughs> I, that, tell, tell me one tell me one give me a parody song so so the one i did that that took off was called we didn't spread the virus which was a parody of we didn't start the fire and oh, i couldn't have spent like i couldn't have spent like less time on anything it took me 10 minutes to write some new words and i did it out of my kitchen and then right. the next thing i knew uh it had a million views. It was getting going viral. And um, and so I was like, wow, I, I had never had anything like that happen in my career like that before. I'd never gone viral. I've had different successes, but it was just funny because I did a song out of my kitchen and then there it goes. So I did a, a, a series of songs just to sort of pass the time while everybody was sitting around for two weeks. Uh, thinking that it was going to end in two weeks but um you know i over a couple of i don't know over a month or so i did like 12 parody songs and i got tired of it because it wasn't funny anymore and, yeah. and it kind of wore me out <laughs> um I, you know um and so I, it's funny because i started out that way and um and that song, We Didn't Spread the Virus, it was kind of apolitical. I was trying to just sort of say, you know, hey, everybody, here we are. Um, it kind of sounded a little, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Like a public service announcement, looking back on it, yeah. um, to stay home and wash your hands, which really wasn't my intention at all. But the humor's changed so much in, in the last couple of years. So anyway, so I did those parody songs, and then I thought, this this isn't even funny anymore. And this is really, you know, the, the world needs to wake up. Is nobody going to call us out? It wore me out for um, a good eight months and I didn't put out anything. I stopped putting up those parody songs. And then um, honestly, I sat and prayed on it. And then I wrote a song called God Help Us All. And that was sort of the start of all this. And that was, uh, I released that in January of, of 2021. And um, it sort of just, came out of praying and going like, well, this kind of all we can really do now is ask for God's help because things are getting pretty crazy. And I thought yeah. it would be my one song, my one sort of say on the matter because I needed to vent. And I thought like, I'll just put this out. I'm, I, I'm probably going to upset some of my listeners with this, but um, I just felt like something had to be said. And so I did. And uh, what happened shortly after that was just I started getting the feedback from angry fans that were mad that I, you know, said, mask up, backs up, get your body trashed up. I mean, that was a dangerous line for me to put in my song after 20 years of music because I always stayed right in the middle. 
Yeah. And um, I knew uh, that that line in particular was uh, going to make some people upset. So started getting, you know, fans writing, saying the mean things. I'm deleting your music. And um, yeah, but as that was happening, I would get new new people discovering the music and, and thanking me. So I, I wrote another one called Jesus, What Happened to Us, which was also sort of based in, in prayer, but also a sort of a crossover because those two, those two first songs were sort of based, they are to me personally, uh, songs of prayer, but also just, they're just phrases you say, people say, yeah. you know, that I wanted people to sort of think about, like, what has happened to us? And, um, and so I wrote those two and started getting tremendous feedback that let me know that I wasn't alone. And then I felt like I need to let other people kind of just know that they're not alone. So I leaned into it from one song to the next and ultimately had this 10 songs and put them together into an album, put a couple more on there. And so now I've got a 12 track album top to bottom that sort of is a, a soundtrack of the last last couple of years. Yes, yes. Silent War, everybody. Silent War. It's it's available. You can uh, I encourage everybody to to get it, download it, listen to it, share the tracks, let people know. Uh, I should have I should have plugged the name of that way earlier. You said something that I really uh, well, you're saying many th things that I find interesting. However, this notion of letting people know that they're not alone. This is wild. Uh, and it's it makes me feel really good. Many moons ago, uh, I was on tour with uh, Terrence K. Williams uh, and a couple of other, you know, funny uh, people on the right uh, and, a, you know, another uh, singer songwriter uh, a buddy of mine, Brian Hayner, who was a session guy in L.A. for a million years. He's a you guys should friggin' sit down and chew the fat just about playing and songwriting and stuff. Mm. But we would do these live shows, these stand-up shows, comedy shows, and people would line up to talk to us afterwards. And they're like, I, this, this is such a great thing. Thank you for doing this. We always feel so alone. And mm. it's like, wow, that's where the the not to put you know ourselves up on a high horse but i think that really is the power in in this kind right. of stuff to let people know that they're not alone because mm -hmm. especially with even before the pandemic you know with like people getting kicked off twitter and voices being censored and, and you know and uh people's ideas being suppressed I, I think that was the idea of like if you you think you're the only one that's having these thoughts you think you're the only person that's seeing what you're seeing, you know, and like mm -hmm. with COVID, it's like, I, I, I feel like that's why they didn't want people to go to, to bars and restaurants and they didn't want people talking about it because the, the power is in people feeling like they are alone, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why you, you do see such tremendous support for the arts, for the artists, whether you're a musician or a comedian um, or just a content creator who's calling it like you see it. I mean, Tom McDonald's a big example of that. You know, he wasn't really on one side or the other, but he, he started rapping about what was happening in the world. And people were like, can you say that? You know, are you still allowed <laughs> to say that? And and that's what put, you know, put him on the map was a refreshing 
that that relief of because if you think about the last you know, at least since Trump took office, um, probably before, just we just didn't know. But um, the the creeping in of censorship has happened. It just was it wasn't overnight. It was yes. little by little, little by little over time. And that pressure um, is you can you know, it's there subconsciously. So we've all been sitting under this bubble of am I allowed to say that? How can I say this without uh getting censored or banned on social media and so when you see an artist um like tom or a comedian um tyler fisher's a great example he's a funny guy um you know uh when you see these these other artists uh doing presenting you with something you can laugh about or something that you can um a message that you can connect with that seems like it should get you banned. You know, it, it's it's refreshing because you because what that feeling is is freedom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of of all things, it's the freedom of like I should be allowed to just, uh, you know, I should be allowed to say what I want to say, and without feeling like uh, somebody's going to, you know, put me in timeout. Like I've been I've been uh, suspended on Facebook a few times over the last year. And when you go to your account while you're suspended, I don't know if you've ever been suspended, but they have a a list of your punishments. When you go and log in, you've got a big, <laughs> red, big red flag button on there. And it's, and it's like, here's why you're suspended. And here's what what what's happening. And it'll say you are um, you can't post anything for you know the duration of it 30 days whatever it was and your your posts after that will be pushed down in the news feed for 90 days and it's such an immature you know um go in the corner and think about what you've done you know yes. uh, uh tactic um and and but those things have eaten away at people and so i think that that's why it's such a, a critical point in time for artists to speak out and, um, you know, one of the reasons my album is doing so well is just because it, I've been writing it as I've seen it. And people people have a thirst for that. And, uh, you know, I appreciate y'all helping get the the word out. You all posted an article about the album last week. And even even on this side of the aisle, it's hard to get that kind of support. People talking about the arts, the right doesn't really look to their own. Um, I was doing a, a conversation with uh, 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 on a podcast yesterday about Tom Petty, uh, Tom Petty's song, I Won't Back Down, being used for um, Carrie Lake's campaign. And yeah. the Petty estate is upset. And they put out this message that said, we did not, you know, give them the right to use this for her failed campaign. And they put this little dig in there. And, um, you know, I, I'm like, why even go that route? You know, the right still has a crutch. You know, they go towards the old entertainment that we're all so used to. Why did they use I Won't Back Down? Because people know that song and it's been around forever. But it, you, we have to start looking into our own and yeah. um, creating our own culture. And so to me, I, I look at that situation and, you know, uh, I sort of landed on well, you know, uh, if you don't want to be called out like that and you don't want a lawsuit or whatever it is, 
um, use the artists that are speaking out. You know, there are there might not be a lot, but there's some, and that's your chance to create, you know, a new culture. The left goes uh, mad pushing their agenda through their art and entertainment, yeah. and it's and it's Dude, you have you have opened <laughs> up the best and tastiest can of worms, and we are gonna get. Into okay. that, we got to take a short break. But we, oh, dude, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna tee off. We're gonna tee off on this. <laughs> Everybody, stick around. Uh, we're talking with Brad. Five times August, his new album is Silent War. I cannot recommend enough. We're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back with more about uh, culture and the right and what is going on and what should be going on. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. We have returned. I know that wasn't the correct. I wanted to get a little. I wanted to get a little bit uh, biblical there. Have, ha, have we have it? We have <laughs> fairly. Okay. Anyway, we're we're back with Brad from Five Times August. We're talking about uh, Silent War, and when we left off, we were talking about uh, the right and the support, or I would call it the lack of support of pop culture and this is here's the one that really really drives me bonkers if there's ever a a website an entity that should be supporting every single artistic endeavor i'm telling you if a if a uh, eight-year-old republican kid puts on a puppet show and puts it on youtube this website should be supporting it (laughs) right part Mm-hmm. Andrew, Andrew Breitbart said it so eloquently so many years ago. Politics is downstream from pop culture. And, right. and just so you know, because this is the first time we've really had a chance to, you know, uh, talk other than, you know, Twitter and messaging and yada, yada. Like mm-hmm. I come from a stand up comedy background and then I wrote uh, in in television and feature films for a lot of years in Hollywood and you see there is there is a an eagerness to affect the culture there is an eagerness they know they can steer 
hearts and minds. They know that they're the only game in town and they desperately want to keep it that way. They, it really does. When you're, when you're inundated with, with images and different belief systems and, uh, you know, and it, it's, it's propaganda. It's mm-hmm. propaganda at this point. So when someone like yourself uh, comes out and it's like, it's really good. That's one thing. And I know I'm kind of all over the board here, but like, your music i think it was uh the song was out of your damn mind was the first one that i stumbled across it's dude it's it's freaking really good like i don't know why every right-wing publication isn't just shouting this from the mountaintops i mean i know there's mm-hmm. there's bryson gray there's tom mcdonald but like good lord we we need to uh, not only encourage, but like make sure that you can keep going. And and why do you think? I'll finally get to a question here. I'm like uh, I'm like an MSNBC. I'm like I'm like Chris Matthews all of a sudden going on. <laughs> on. But like, w- why do you think places like uh, Breitbart and and other like Fox News Entertainment like why are these outlets? not supporting this? Why aren't they being more vocal? Mm. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, It's hard to say. I mean, I did have, I had a conversation with a friend of mine recently who said, I don't, I don't think that the right really uh, wants to win. Well, they don't understand culture, the culture war. Um, you know, when I find myself in, in a lot of inter- interviews, they don't really understand the the music industry or the entertainment industry. Or you think you find yourself in conversations where you think they do because maybe they they've started up a, a media company or something like that. Um, but it's there's there's a difference there. And um, it, it seems to be more business minded, um, you know, or, or like, for instance, one of the things that I've found kind of frustrating in the last years when I've been invited to like a conservative event and the the they want music but it's kind of an afterthought and it's kind of like as people are filling in or as they're leaving the event but the right. event the event is all about just the speakers and there's yes. nothing really there you know it's i was thinking about the other day it's like a rock concert without any rock music they have, <laughs> they have the stage the lighting it looks great the crowd's amped up and then it's just speakers you know and and there's nothing to break it up and um i i don't i don't know what it is about it um you know maybe i i think a I really don't know. I don't know because I, I I've reached out to some some media outlets about you know what's happening, and I sort of have to be my own PR guy. And I'm like, am I just writing the wrong people, or you know what is it? I, I mean, I've had some some of the outlets cover some of these songs, um, but then when you follow up with them, um, you know, there's it's kind of a lukewarm, or or they just sort of ignore it altogether when you've got something else to follow up, and it's like you guys should have. Not, I'm not just talking about me here, I'm not, but like every day you should be you should have arts and entertainment in the news of what's happening on this side of the aisle. Yes, um, because if, if you're creating look, there's 24 hour news cycles now. If you're creating news to talk about every day is insane. Anyways, you can find art and entertainment to talk about 
that's not just focused on the left all the time. Because what we tend to do, and maybe that's the big thing, is that the right is so distracted by the train wreck of leftist entertainment, where every day it's like, oh, did you see Lizzo playing the flute, the crystal flute recently? And then, you know, you can't, you can't not look at that and not talk about it because it's a train wreck situation where it's like unbelievable. So, you know what, I think they just, there's not enough, you know, and then there's a lot, there's a stigma, especially with music that I've seen where, um, you know, the, the left sort of says you, we've thinks that we've either got just uh, kid rock or Ted Nugent, you know, those are the only two rockers that we've got. And so, I just, I don't know. I think that the right needs to really start digging for some talent. Like, for instance, I'm working on a show right now for uh, Ben Carson's American Cornerstone Institute, and it's a animated series uh, homeschool curriculum called Star Spangled Adventures. And I'm working with some incredibly talented people that have come uh, doing the animation who come from Disney and... Uh, um, uh, one, one, the, one of the writers from Veggie Tales and different things like that. So the talent is there. Like there's a there's a good bed of talent to make some amazing entertainment. Yes. And um, if the right really wanted to take hold of the culture war, they you know I think the Daily Wire is starting to do it. You know they've got movies and stuff that are coming out that are all right. Um, but that's where the investment has to be instead of millions and millions into candidates that aren't even going to win or something like that. Like start making movies, start investing in the arts and cause that's, what's going to change the conversation. Yes. Like, I mean, it, as much as I hate the phrase, you have to be able to walk and chew gum, you know, and, 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 you know, and all politics are local. I, w- I encourage everybody to get involved in local politics and keep an eye on your school board and see what the kids are being taught and keep, you know, mm-hmm. you know, CRT and this gender identity crap out of the classroom. And mm-hmm. at the same time, like the GOP spent four point six billion dollars in the midterms. Mm-hmm. Like, so, hey, I got an idea. Maybe maybe you just spend four billion dollars mm-hmm. and then you give like start uh, like a United Artists. You know, start right. a fund, but like the people that unfortunately, I, I would put some some business people in charge of of just the money to make sure it just doesn't you know get sucked out like the like the Lincoln Project. But like you just have to start, you have to begin. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard that old uh, Japanese you know saying that the best time to plant a tree is uh, you know 50 years ago or today. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And mm-hmm. that's and, and that's where we are. I one of the things that I do, uh, uh, and we we featured some of your music on the show is uh, like I'm writing and yeah. show running this uh, this sketch comedy, you know, that show tonight, and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot like Saturday Night Live, uh, and and it's just like one of those things like we're doing it's really funny stuff first and foremost like number one it's funny and then number two we're we're skewering the people who need to be ridiculed and made fun of and you would think that that news of this would like spread like wildfire like oh wow 
you know, you know, you know, Jim Brewer's doing this show with Michael Loftus, and they've got great musical guests. Five times August is on, and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, it's like crickets, right? And and like we went out, we we hired a uh, a PR person, and they're contacting these outlets, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and and it's just like they're just like, well, yawn. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's the frustrating thing. Like you have a quality show right there, ready to go, <laughs> and it's with 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 no one to 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 uh, to just harness it, you know, and and get it to those right right people. Yeah, and it's like, and then you start to like question yourself, like, well, is the business of complaining? so popular that the business of solving is never going to take root Mm, it's mm -hmm. like if i see if dude if i see one more book here's how the left is destroying america here's how the liberals are taking over here's what the progressives have done it's like okay so we've got 110 million books that catalog that 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 go down the list of here's exactly what they're doing hey Mm. maybe now's a good time to to fight back maybe Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, like, uh, at what point do we go? Okay, we we know what they're doing. Now, (laughs) now let's let's make a plan. (laughs) It seems like part of the solution would be to support uh, artists who are doing like quality, uh, you know, creating quality content. It's just I just I don't get it. So I'm just trying not to be a hypocrite and uh, and and, you know, and do my piece, too. Earlier, I want to go. I want to go back to this, the Tom Petty of it all, because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I recently uh, discovered just how deep uh, Petty's catalog was. I was I was driving back to New York and listening to XM Radio and stumbled across his uh, his channel, and boy, you hear a lot a lot of like really great tracks that didn't get a lot of uh of radio play would you would you count petty as amongst uh in like who do you think who influenced you as a singer songwriter please say tom well well, yeah yeah i mean absolutely he's in he's in the back of my mind you know as as i especially now more recently you know those guys uh tom petty uh dylan um you know they actually uh let's see they were in uh the traveling wilburys wilburys together yeah and um you know all those guys you know in particular but um the you know they have a certain tone that i i want to match but yeah this i mean they're incredible songwriters you know so those are the guys that you you know for me personally i look up to those guys that's another one like I, earlier i was saying like i like those guys that you know they wrote their own songs and then they they played them and they're classics and those are the, those are the guys that i admire but yeah he's for sure one of them yeah it's um and that's it's funny that the, the the tom petty estate wants a cease and desist don't use our song won't back down i think it's got to be law that if somebody tells you to not use don't back down you you can't back down you have to, you have to <laughs> right well like um yeah, it is. It is interesting because it's the estate speaking up. So, you know, then then there's a blurry line there because it's like, would Tom Petty have said you can't use it? 
Um, you know, I know he's had issues. He had had issues with uh, politicians using that song in the past. The word that stuck out the most um, in their statement was misappropriation. Um, they said that uh, Carrie Lake was misappropriating the song. And um, it's such a weird thing to say about about art, because now yeah. you have you have, what you have is the left telling you how to interpret art now. So. Uh, you can you cannot back down, but Carrie Lake she has to back down. She's not allowed to uh, connect with the song and say she won't back down. She's misusing the song. You're not allowed to use it on that side of the aisle. You know, like it's such a ridiculous statement. Um, yes. So you know, th and that's one thing that I, I think is is so obnoxious about it because uh, they could have they could have worded it in a cooler, more rock and roll way um instead of a, sort of a whiny little message of like she stole it for her failed election and you know it, it just comes across the wrong way because music yeah. is supposed to bring people together you know and they can they could have said something like we don't agree with what Carrie Lake has said um and we're we're looking into it but they had to sort of post that message but see the thing is I don't know what it was on the back end did they get the rights to it through you know a a, a publishing house and or a licensing firm and get the rights to it and petty's estate just didn't know about it because if they if right. they did get the rights to it then then tough luck but if they did just use it then you're talking about copyright and it gets a little weird and you know um so i don't know i don't know it's it's funny how the majority of these artists who are you know like and I, I think I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. I really do. I have uh, and uh, any well anybody who who creates and does I'm just that's great whatever. But it's like they really if if you really think that you're the underdog in any like it, it's just wild to see these these musicians who okay so so your side runs social media your side runs the mainstream media your side runs hollywood your your side runs the new york times and all these other outlets and and you you think you're the you think you're the champion of mm -hmm. of of the people who are being oppressed mm -hmm. it's like it's mm -hmm. like the empire uh, in star mm -hmm. wars coming out and just talking about how awesome the empire is <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny analogy because like we've all grown up with uh, with Star Wars, you know, looking at the rebels versus the Empire. And it's like half the people in the world were like, yeah, the Empire. <laughs> that's the side I want to be <laughs> right? on. Uh, it's funny. It's but like, yeah. Yes, we yes. A bunch of people were killed by the Death Star. But really, <laughs> weren't they insurrectionists? on yeah. Alderaan. Really? They were, they were extremists, yes. <laughs> sure. Um, but, you know, as far as, like, uh, those artists go, the, the thing about the Tom Petty thing that, you know, on uh, on its own, there's a lot of layers there that I could, that I have questions about. But as a, as a whole, within the mainstream music uh, industry, there's just been this... Um, this consistent output of divisiveness on from these artists to me you know you go to a concert it doesn't matter who's in in the room with you 
Um, Y'all are there to bond and connect through music. You're singing the same songs. It doesn't matter what your politics are. And and to me, yeah. like that's that's what music's supposed to be. And now you have over the last year, you know, you've got the Tom Petty situation. Well, they're not allowed to use the song. And then you've got uh, Neil Young saying, I'm leaving Spotify because I don't want to, you know, it's either me or Spotify. And then you've got Pink who came out and she was, uh, I think she was like, if you're pro-life, then don't listen to my music. And yeah. so there's there's a whole bunch of that going on that's really obnoxious because these are supposed to be, to me, you know, the most relatable, successful artists are supposed to be the ones that, that are the most... Uh, uh they're supposed to be like regular people on the, on the back end they're supposed to at least represent people i mean there's a lot of you know you've got your characters in the in the industry pink's one of them she's very showy and yeah got uh you know your freddie mercury and david bowie types who are who are out there but um but there there's still something to their music that connects to the average person and now the average person is being told, um, if you think like that, then you are not you're not worthy of this music, you know, or, or what it's it's so it's wild. It's like I can separate the art from the artist up to a point. And then there's like a line where you're like, no, no more. Like mm-hmm. I remember my uncle, my uncle who was in Vietnam, like that dude. Uh, just couldn't look. He could not gaze upon Jane Fonda. He could not. He he could not handle her countenance. And I don't blame him. And it's like uh, every week at theloftestparty.com, I do this thing like Sunday jams, right? So uh, you know, it's like an artist. You know, three songs from an artist, and I think it's going to make your sun Sunday better. And it's really just affected, you know, by my mood. And I remember one time. I put up Neil Young because I can still listen. I can still jam the F out to some Neil Young. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people at the Loftus Party Facebook page who disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just, I just, there is a um, Jordan Peterson was quoting somebody recently. He was on the Rogan podcast and YouTube suggested it to me. And he, he said this thing that really struck him and it really struck me. Like all art aspires to music. And that's why I, I I really dig what you're doing. And I hope that other, you know, if you're a young singer songwriter out here listening to it, you're thinking about recording some stuff, you know, cause you want to be, Hey, look, five times August did it. Yeah. You can do it too. All art does aspire to music. There's something about just like, I, I don't know if it's like the vibrations of the universe, not to get too hippy dippy on here, but there's something mm-hmm. just it just hits different. Mm-hmm. Like jokes are great, literature's great, books and TV are all wonderful. But man, at the heart of it all, there's just something special about music, and especially live music, dude. That's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. it just hits on a different level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that um, you know they they call it the universal language for a reason because you can hear a song and not even you know you could hear a song in another language and not even know what the person's singing and and connect with it on a certain yes. on a level um and that's a that's really a, a beautiful thing and um but but yeah i mean that i think that the whole i think everything's a, a vibration 
and um, music has that power. Um, yeah, to to connect, you know, and souls and and get you to because that's the thing. You know, you can listen to a song. You can still listen to Neil Young's music, and you can be like, "It's a great song. I love that song. It gets yeah. my toe tapping. It gets my head bopping." Um, but then, but you know, there is a certain like to me, like a lot of those guys, you know, now that energy doesn't hit me personally quite the same way because I because of just the last couple of years. But um, yes, yes. But but uh, you know, but I've that's the funny thing is, I don't know if you look at it doesn't have to be um, either or like you either think exactly the way I think or you can't enjoy my music or the uh, the opposite of that where listeners, you know, are you know, they have to think exactly the artist has to think exactly like me or I'm deleting their music or not listening to them. It doesn't have to be that by any means. Yeah. Um, we used to not have to, we used to all not, uh, <laughs> we used to just have a culture that was, you know, if, if you look at my music collection, I don't agree with 99% of the lifestyles in my music collection, but the music's great. Yeah. And, um, you know, that I guess, that's something that I hope, you know, with my music is you don't have to agree with my politics and you don't have to agree with uh, with the message behind the songs. But hopefully, um, you know, you can at least appreciate maybe the songs decent or, you know, it got your brain thinking a little bit, you know, um, there's still a power to the vibration of it all. Yeah. Yeah. There really, there's just something like I don't, I, I have no idea, and I'll have to have you back on because I, I'd, I'd love to dig into uh, your process. You know, it's like when do you know? Uh oh, I found something here. You know, it's like mm -hmm. getting back to Tom Petty, and I've heard this from you know more than one or two successful artists that, that like the music, the, the the hit songs, the great music is just like floating around, and if you're lucky enough you're awake and you're there at the right time and you end up catching one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that a hundred percent, especially with the songs from the last couple of years. Um, the writing of it has hit me in a different way than the entirety of my career before that, where I've described it as, you know, the title track of the album, silent war. That was a song that I feel like was sort of given to me as a gift yeah. from the ether. And it always existed. I just had to tap into that energy and find yeah. out where that, you know, what that song was. And um, but yeah, I, I understand. I get that a hundred percent. Okay, so uh, before I let you go, and then we'll have to we'll have to schedule a time because I, I want to talk about I want to talk about gear. I want to talk about the songwriting, all of that. So you're you're on the hook for another show at some point. You but got are, are you are you going on on the road to support the album? Where can people see you live? Where can people go to get uh, updates on the album and what you're up to? Mm -hmm. Well, you can always see what I'm up to at uh, fivetimesaugust.com. It's F-I-V-E. It's not the number five. It's all spelled out. Fivetimesaugust.com. That's where you can uh, check out all the music and uh, sign up on the mailing list. Um, I, I anticipate traveling a lot more in the next year. My I'm not really looking to go out on the road to do just do sort of concerts. I, I want to be at events that are 
saying something. Um, I'm, I've been doing a lot of rallies. It, it's an interesting thing because my stage has shifted from uh, colleges and clubs and bars to, um, you know, earlier this year, it was the steps of the Lincoln Memorial at the Defeat the Mandates rally and its uh, capital step buildings. And um, it's an amazing thing. I, I've really enjoyed it, but it, it makes the the uh, event, uh, the performance a lot more meaningful because you're there creating a moment uh, for for these times. And specifically, you're always creating a moment on stage for people to remember, but you're all, like there's an additional bonus of like uh, it's for these crazy insane times to be doing these shows. But um, I'll be I'll be actually going to Austria next month for a week long tour with some of the uh, frontline doctors. And um, that'll be interesting. And uh, I I'll be I don't know, I'll be traveling around the next year, I think, for for different things. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully I I'll cannot I cannot wait to hear what kind of reception uh, you get in Europe. That's I'm mm -hmm. really, really interested. Just do me a favor, like reach out on Twitter. Let me know when you're over there and everything. Um, it's, it's like uh, Europe kept so many great American singer songwriters and artists alive when this country had turned their back on them, you know, like Lightning Hopkins and Johnny mm -hmm. Lee Hooker and like. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. A million years ago, uh, I was in Ireland, man, and I'm in this pub and it's just dead. It's just dead. Just like <laughs> old people sitting around and there's like a little, uh, you know, like a little three piece band that's playing music. And they they took a break and they were about to come back. And, uh, and I walk over and I'm like, hey, do you guys uh, do you guys know any Johnny Cash? These fuckers, they lit up. They just like, yeah, you're from America, and they they busted it, and it was like a movie guy. <laughs> they started That's playing awesome. Burning Ring of Fire, and the place <laughs> went nuts. So That's great. I think I think you're gonna have a great uh, a great trip over to to Austria. So hey, thank you so much for being on the show, everybody. Five times August dot com. The album, once again, that you all need to go uh, get and and download, Silent War. Dude, thanks so much for being on the show. All the best. Yeah, all thanks for having me. Dude, any, I, I can't, we gotta, we gotta stay in radio contact. And for the rest of the listeners, uh, for those of you fortunate enough to be uh, Patreons, uh, you're gonna have to head over to Patreon, because that's where yours truly is gonna be chiming in and goofing on all the news and pop culture. I love you guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.